Christmas, God decides to manifest himself, to reveal himself to all of humanity. And in the innumerable ways that God could have chosen to reveal himself to the world, he chooses to reveal himself to us through a family. Why? Why would God choose to come to us that his son would become incarnate in Jesus in a family? And not only that, but an imperfect family. Yes, they were a holy family, but they were imperfect. If you don't believe me, I'll prove it to you. First, mom becomes pregnant before ever getting married, having a child out of wedlock. Then Joseph, one of the traditions in the church, is that Joseph was previously married and widowed, and so he had children from that previous marriage. And so Mary and Joseph together became a blended family. Not only that, but more than likely based on the situation of Jesus' time, Joseph, with his trade, probably could have found no work in Nazareth. Nazareth was a town of 200 people. And so Joseph was often an absentee father, working away from home, because that's where he could find work. Not only that, but on the day that Jesus is born, who shows up to visit? The shepherds, who are kind of like that family that you wish didn't show up at Christmas time. Not only that, but immediately after Jesus is born, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph become refugees in Egypt for two years. An imperfect family. Holy, yes, but imperfect. So why would God choose to reveal himself to us, to the world, in an imperfect family? I think it's because of something that Pope Francis has said that I find very profound. Pope Francis says that love coexists within perfection. Love coexists with imperfection. And what better example of that than a family? I know your families are probably all perfect, but I can tell you mine wasn't. What better example for us to ponder and to realize this truth of God that love coexists with imperfection than a family. But how is that possible? How can love coexist with what is not perfect? It comes back to what our understanding of love is as Christians. It's two sides of one coin. The first side of the coin is that Christian love is to will the good of another. And the other side of that same coin is that Christian love is the capacity to accept what is not in our control and to receive it as a gift. These two things are the fullness of Christian love and these two things make love coexist with imperfection. And we see this in family life, which is why the church teaches that the first place where we learn about love is from our family, our imperfect family. Before we even see the light of day, we are already learning the love of our parents in our mother's womb. 
We begin to learn how to give love and how to receive love first from our parents. Then if we're blessed through our siblings. This is where we learn love first in all of its imperfection. And further to that, what the church teaches is that as the family goes, so goes the church. Why? Because the way that we love each other at home is going to reflect the way that we love each other in the world. And so the way that we choose to live that love with imperfection in our family will be the way that we bring love into the imperfection of the world. And one more thing. Church also says that the family who prays together stays together. Why? Because in praying together, the family, your family, you acknowledge that this love that you're striving to live doesn't start with you. In St. John's first letter, he says, In this we know love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us first. This is Christmas. This is the gift of Jesus at Christmas. That God has loved us. God, who is love, chooses to coexist with our imperfection. Jesus, Son of God, coexists absolutely, completely with the imperfection of humanity. That's the gift given to us at Christmas. It's the gift of Christian love. But why is it so hard for us to grasp and to live this truth that love coexists with imperfection? I think it's often because, too often, what we do is we get preoccupied, taken up by everything that love hasn't been and everything that love should be, and we forget that love is about right now. We get so tied down by the memories of broken love and being hurt by people that we love from the past, or overwhelmed by the things that are coming in the future, the perfection of love, an idea of love that we have in our own mind. We get so preoccupied with that, we forget that love is about the person right in front of us. That's what love is about. God is not a God of the past. He's not a God of the future. He's the God of right now. This is why if you listen to the prayers today at our Christmas Mass, we talk about this day. We don't say 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. We say on this day Christ was born. Because God is the eternal present. This is what we're invited into. This is what Jesus shows us at Christmas by his incarnation, his birth in this imperfect family, in this imperfect place, that love coexists with imperfection. And if you want an image to try to think about how that's possible, bring to mind the image of a very small child opening a present on Christmas morning. What do they do? They're not like older kids or like grown-ups, where you take the present and you try to shake it to find out what's inside. They're not like 
the grown-ups where we try to get through that present as fast as we can so we can find out what's hiding underneath. We don't try to think about what reaction we're going to give so that the person who gave us that gift knows that we liked it even though, eh, maybe not. We're not thinking about what I need to do with that gift once I have it. What use am I going to get out of this gift? A child, a small child, starts with being happy with the paper, and then the box, and then the gift. And sometimes the gift doesn't even matter because the box is more fun than the gift itself. And maybe later they'll figure out how much fun the, the gift is later on. The small child is just completely and utterly present to the gift, right there. Not about what's been in the past, not what's coming in the future, but just right now, with the paper, with the box, with the gift, and finding joy in that. That's the invitation of Christian love, is to be present, to love here and now. Jesus, Son of God, becomes flesh, takes on our humanity at Christmas. And what this reveals to us about the way that God loves is that love coexists with imperfection. Which means that love is not an either-or. It's not, I'm loving or I'm not. It's a continual growth through imperfection. We don't need things to be perfect to find love. And when things are going really bad, it doesn't mean that love is gone. Love is always present when we choose to live it. Because love is about willing the good of another, which we can always do. And love is about the capacity to accept what is not in our control, which is the person that's right in front of us, not in our control, and to receive them as a gift. This is the revelation of Christian love at Christmas. And what we're called to do is exactly what Mary does in the imperfection of the birth of her son, which is she pondered all these things in her heart. She didn't say, God, why did you do this to me? She didn't say, God, what the heck am I going to do in the future with the way that my life is going? She pondered the right here, the right now. Love become flesh in her son. We are invited today to ponder that mystery of Christian love. And we are all invited to bring this gift, this love, into our own homes. To invite this love of Jesus into our own lives, into our own family because it's in our families that we first learn this love of God. It's the way that our family goes, the way that our society will go. And it's the way that we pray together, acknowledging that love comes first from God that will hold us together. Because the revelation, the truth, the promise of Christmas is that love coexists with imperfection.